Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the first reading from the scriptures this weekend, we hear from the book of Chronicles. Now, we don't really read or listen to this book that often. Therefore, I want to take the opportunity to recognize this book and the important message it gives to us. In fact, how prevalent it is in our own day and age. How does it begin? In those days, all the princes of Judah, the priests and the people, added infidelity to infidelity, practicing all the abominations of the nations and polluting the Lord's temple. Well, Chronicles first was written in the 5th century BC, and it looks primarily at the history of the kings of Israel, and it concentrates on the own personal corruption of the kings, and how their personal corruption had a ripple effect and led to the corruption of the nation of Israel. Now, the primary reason for their corruption was that they no longer worshipped God. They neglected the worship and the praise of God and started to worship other false gods. That's why it says they added infidelity to infidelity, practicing all the abominations of the nations, which means they no longer worshipped God, by, but instead worshipped false gods. Now, remember, the Israelite nation was the nation that was chosen by God. From all the other nations in this world, God chose the Israelites to be his own, to be the people that would draw all nations back to God. It was the Israelites who received the law from God, not as a burden, no, but instead as a way to make sure that they were always in righteousness, in a right relationship with God. More to it, it was the Israelites, it was them and only them, who God told his will to them, that they were to be his chosen people, his holy and chosen. And yet, generation after generation after generation, Chronicles tells us that the people, the kings and the rest of the nation turned away from God, refused to worship him. Now, how prophetic this is. 2,500 years later, the same thing is happening to us in our Catholic Church. You have people refusing to worship God, turning away from Him. Now, in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, we just conducted a brand new Kara research report. And the report is pretty startling. In fact, it's pretty dire, the information that it gives to us. One of the things that it tells us is that 75 to 80% of all Catholics in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee no longer worship and praise God. In fact, you could say what is happening here is exactly what happened during the time of Chronicles. The people are turning away from God. Now, go back to the Chronicles. What does God do? Does he fall into an emotional snit and seek revenge from the people? No, 
Not at all. In fact, just the opposite. It says, Early and often did the Lord, the God of their fathers, send his messengers to them, for he had compassion for his people and his dwelling place. So God sends prophet after prophet after prophet. Ezekiel and Isaiah, Elisha and Elijah, Jeremiah and Isaiah, Hosea. And yet the people refused to listen to the prophets. Now realize, again, the prophets were the spokesperson of God in this world, and yet the people would not listen to them. That's why it continues on in Chronicles. It says, they mocked the messengers of God. They despised his warnings and scoffed at his prophets. Well, not only did they turn away from the prophets and refuse to listen to them, but they mocked them. They made fun of them. And what happened? Well, it led to the Israelites' own demise. They became a weakened nation and they were conquered by the Babylonians. Worse yet, they were taken off to live as slaves to the Babylonians for decades and decades. Well, the same thing happens in this day and age. The people that have turned away from God no longer worship, no longer come to Mass, the 75 or 80 percent, well, they're doing so for many different reasons. Maybe their career, their job, maybe for entertainment or pleasure, maybe addictions. Whatever it is, it's enslaved them. They continue to go back to that thing and no longer worship God. Again, history is repeating itself in our own midst. Now, I've often given you that quote from St. Irenaeus, God is glorified when the human being is fully alive. Well, when are we fully alive? When we align our will with the will of God. And that happens every time we gather for Mass on the weekend. Every weekend when we gather for Mass, we reaffirm in sign and symbol that we align our will to the will of God, that we are God's people. And now we are fully alive, enslaved to nothing. More to it, it is at the Mass that we receive our identity as God's people. And I think that's really the heart of the message of Chronicles. If the Israelite people really would have turned back, turned and worshipped God, they would have known their identity. And instead, they didn't. They didn't worship God. They didn't know who they were. They were weakened and they were conquered. Well, with us, we worship God every weekend. We reaffirm our identity comes from the Eucharist and the Eucharist alone. Every time we gather for Mass on the weekend, we recognize our identity and who we are. We also recognize that every time we gather for Mass every weekend, we have this life-giving exchange between us and God. We offer our lives of service to God. And in return, God offers His own life to us through His body and blood that we eat and drink every time we gather for Mass. So it is a life-exchanging moment that we always reaffirm when we gather for Mass every weekend. That's why it gives us our identity and who we truly are. Now, another disturbing aspect of this Kara report is the fact that right now there are 591,000 Catholics just in the Milwaukee Archdiocese. Well, the Kara research reports tell us or project that by 2040, in 25 years, the number of Catholics in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee will drop to 290,000. 
we will experience a 50% loss in Catholics through the entire archdiocese. We will lose 300,000 Catholics. They will cease to exist. Now, why is that? Well, I think there are many reasons for it, but I think Chronicles tells us the primary reason, which is the loss of their own identity. These people have turned away from God. The 75 to 80% of Catholics in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee no longer worship and praise God. They no longer go to Mass. Therefore, they no longer have an identity. Therefore, they leave the church. But an astounding rate, you know, 50% of the Catholics are going to leave the church in 25 years. Well, that's deeply disturbing. That's a stunning indictment on the present course of the Catholic Church in Milwaukee. And see, I think that's the problem, that our identity. The people really don't understand that our identity is really rooted in the Eucharist at Mass. You know, I've gone through the faith formation classrooms every week on Wednesday nights in both of my parishes, and I teach in the Catholic school, the grade school, now, the one thing I can say is the Catholic youth, at least in our parishes, from the age of 8 or 18, they have a stunning misconception about what their faith is and their identity. They seem to equate their identity rooted in volunteering or just being a good person. And I tell them, no, that's absolutely wrong. Instead, their identity is rooted in the Eucharist at Mass in which we reaffirm to God every time we gather for Mass at every weekend who we are. And it is every weekend at Mass that we experience that exchange of life. We give our lives over to God, and God gives his life over to us in the form of the Eucharist. That's what our life is rooted in. Now, works of charity, volunteering, being a good person— are byproducts, are the manifestation of our identity. I'll always tell our kids, you know, you can go and volunteer for some place. Maybe at St. Vincent de Paul, you go and sort clothes. Well, you do that, but you're also doing it standing right next to a Muslim and a Jew. Well, the Muslim and the Jew are also doing a good deed, but their identity is not rooted in that good deed. Instead, the Muslim his identity is rooted in worshiping Allah and following the teachings of Muhammad and worshiping five times a day. The Jew, his identity is rooted in worshiping Yahweh and going to the synagogue on Sabbath every Saturday and worship and praising God. Well, the same thing holds true with us. Our identity is the way we and who we worship, not in performing works of charity and volunteering, but instead our identity, just like the other faiths, are rooted in how and what we worship. We worship God. We worship Jesus Christ. And in that worship, we pledge our life. We reaffirm who we are and what our identity is all about. And yet from that identity reveals or manifests itself works of charity, the corporal and spiritual works of charity, you know, following the golden rule being a good person, treating people with dignity and respect. It's all a byproduct or a manifestation of our identity. And see, that's what we have to teach our children. 
That's why our parish has embarked upon evangelization. Our evangelization basically stands on three legs. One, to grow in a greater knowledge of our faith. Two, to live it out in more and new experiences. And three, having the courage and the affirmation to speak about our faith in the world and then welcoming people back, especially those 75 to 80 percent that no longer worship with us, welcoming them back to our Mass to recognize their true identity, to find it again. And see, that's what's most important. See, if we can do that, then our children, 25 years from now, in the year of 2040, when they are our age, when they are raising their families, the age of in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s, they can go to these researchers who created this CARA report and they can tell them, you're dead wrong. The Archdiocese of Milwaukee has not lost 300 people, but instead we are a stronger archdiocese because each one of us has made a difference. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.